raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. There's so much going on. I think (laughs) Colin is behind the glass. Everybody is stopping by to say what's up to Fiddy. Colin is dancing, falling on the ground to a hype song. That man walked in the studio and did not say what's up, how you doing? To you? Yeah. Right. I mean, like, the lack of consideration that exists in this building is appalling. Kyle sat out there, didn't come in and make sure I was okay. With this milkshake? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, uh, Hogger didn't didn't ask me how I was doing. They're still not. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> no. Are they all burning out? Uh, wow. Okay, that got really yeah. serious. Yeah. What have you done in your life? <laughs> That's still the weirdest, and also like the scariest. Just all the bad things that come with that comeback that you threw out there at Flounder. It's Weston Walker. One more hour to go. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. What is the status on the drinking of the milkshake? And the video is up on all platforms. Twitter, WFNZ Twitter, Weston Walker Twitter, and WFNZ Instagram. So you can see Fiddy in his pain. Where are we now? Are we halfway through? I'm like halfway through this thing. Okay. And you've the, the gag reflex. It's been hilarious to watch. I mean, you have a trash can over there, right? No. No. You really don't? I don't. We need to get you a trash. So if, if this thing comes up, I'll have to hold it in my mouth, and I will make sure I take Sick. your microphone to the trash can and make sure this gets projected over the airs, literally and figuratively. Yeah, that's really gross. Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers mm. and their possible interest in Bryce Young. So interesting soundbite from Adam Schefter on NFL Live yesterday. Here he is talking about how Bryce Young, at least right now, is believed to be the favorite of Carolina picking number one overall. But this offseason is going to be defined by what this team does with the number one overall pick. They made the bold move last week to trade up to get to number one. And now they'll sift through the quarterback options. And I think going into the process of evaluating the quarterbacks, I think that Bryce Young is the favorite to become the number one overall pick. I think going into the process, Mm -hmm. I think, let me say it this way, I think Bryce Young is to the Panthers what Mac Jones was to the 49ers Ooh. when they traded up. They Ooh. traded up with the idea that they really mm. liked Mac Jones, and then they went through the process and wound up on Trey Lance. I think in this particular case, this team moved up with the idea that Bryce Young was a guy that they loved. Mm. They also really like C.J. Stroud. He's definitely got support in the organization, and we'll see what transpires during the course of evaluations. But I think... At the beginning of the process, it starts out with Bryce Young as the favorite. So Bryce Young is the favorite now, at least according to Adam Schefter. But we could have a San Francisco situation where they traded up with the intent 
to select Mac Jones and then ended up with Trey Lance. See, maybe I missed this, and you're a San Francisco fan, so maybe you can correct me on it. I always thought that the Mac Jones rumors were just that at the very end of the draft process. Rumors that they eventually always wanted to select Trey Lance. But with the way that Schefter is framing this, he's saying they did trade up to go get Mac Jones and then eventually fell in love with Trey Lance given their meetings, given their further evaluation process. And so if that is the case here, that would be quite interesting. What say you, 49er fan, on making that comparison as Adam Schefter did? I believe after the draft, I think Shanahan did say that they wanted Trey Lance the whole time. Uh, Which they're not going to say we wanted Mac Jones and then we switched to Trey Lance. For sure. But I think that, um, you know, when you look at everything they wanted to do offensively and, uh, you know, things of that nature, I think it's an apt comparison. Uh, I still think it's tough, man. You hear so much stuff, but I'm going to say I still think the Panthers want C.J. Stroud at the end of the day. Um, You want Young. You think they want Stroud. I do. I think that's where they're at. Uh, Schefter. You know, he is a well-sourced journalist. There's no doubt about that, and there could be some merit to this. I think Bryce Young should be the guy, but at the end of the day, I think the Panthers at this juncture, at least today, really want C.J. Stroud. And I think that's okay if you end up changing your mind about one or the other. I want one of these guys. I want Bryce Young more than C.J. Stroud, but I would be just fine with C.J. Stroud as my starting quarterback, as your first overall pick, having that kind of conviction to go up and get one of these guys. I I hope that they did it with Bryce Young in mind, but if they decide, you know what, we've made a mistake, instead we need to go with this other player, that, that seems better to me, and maybe I'm wrong on this. But that seems better to me than just trading up to the number one overall pick without any clue who you want to take. Yeah. Right. Like if that was something of the reporting initially when they made this trade, Jeremy Fowler, I think, is one of the first guys to come in with that kind of report that Carolina just wanted control of the draft. And so they trade up and still they could take any one of these QBs. Maybe they like only two. But, oh, well, we like both of these guys. We'll see what happens. No, if you have somebody in mind and Bryce Young is that guy and then eventually you change your mind into CJ Stroud, that sits better with me than the initial reports. Is that the same thing with you? Yeah, I mean, I think so as well. So, I mean, we're going to see through the process because I think that's going to change. Even that narrative is going to change so many times before we get to draft day. Who they want, what they're hearing, the whispers, the rumors. And also we know Carolina's trying to play the game of maybe trying to get some picks back. So maybe uh, things getting out there that they want this team and that team to try to make somebody trade back up so they can go down a slot or two and get more picks. So there's no telling at this point. We're so far out. I think I want Bryce Young, too, though, and I've talked about this quite a bit. But as far as just even the entertainment value, you're going to want wins. Entertainment value, right? We're going to want wins. If C.J. Stroud is the best QB, then that's who you want. But also, I just think it would be more exciting to have Bryce Young here with the mobile aspect. And I know C.J. Stroud didn't show off all the mobility despite him having it. And I would expect him to show off that a little bit more once he does get drafted. So I'm not saying he is without it. But Bryce Young, that's the guy. As soon as you can, as soon as you go to one NFL draft analyst on Twitter, on TV, whatever media publication you're paying attention to, everybody just raves about his processing and the size being the big concern. And that's the thing that I'm taking the risk on. And that's okay with me.
trading all the way up to number one to go get that guy. Totally cool with it. And if they change it to C.J. Stroud, that's fine as well. Let's go back to something you brought up when we were having the wide receiver conversation. You were trying to figure out what QB would be the most attractive for wide receivers to come in and play for, right? Mm -hmm. Who do you want to be catching passes from? You think that might be Bryce Young or CJ? Is Are both of them kind of in the same boat? How do you dissect that whole situation? I think that guys would look at um, either one of those two and feel comfortable with it just because of what you see from them on tape. Uh, CJ Stroud, we know that he labeled himself a ball placement specialist. Well, what receiver doesn't want to play with a ball placement specialist? We know he has an arm. Uh, we know that he's a downfield, see the field type of quarterback first and foremost. And then you talk about Bryce Young, who is much of the same. These guys are athletic. They can run. They can get out of harm's way. But at the end of the day, they're going to sit in the pocket, make the throws, and get the ball to their playmakers. And I think they want that. Anthony Richardson, you asked what would be to the casual fan, what would be the drawback. Well, he's a guy that may not be able to come in and process uh, as quickly as some of the other guys in this group. Uh, this may be a guy when a receiver runs his route to the team, gets open to Anthony Richardson, you look back and he's taking off and running because he may not be able to get through his progression quick enough initially to be able to see things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not to say that, that C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young are going to come into this league flawless, but right now, just from what I've seen and what I know of the prospects, I feel most comfortable in saying that those two guys can scan the field because let's go to Will Levis as well. This is another guy that decision-making that he has sometimes makes you scratch your head, which also shows you that he may not be seeing the field uh correctly like he needs to be and that will also upset wide receivers when they're getting open time and time again and the quarterback's not seeing that so I think that CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are two guys that uh, wide receivers will feel comfortable with if they have to play with one of these rookies well and I'm glad you brought up the the attractiveness thing for free agents because it got me thinking about Adam Thielen somebody that Carolina seemed to have courted and they didn't come to an agreement with him and so now Kansas City has been a team that's been linked here Pat Mahomes, it's tough to find a better quarterback that you want to catch passes from than Pat Mahomes, right? But I I wonder, too, during these meetings that you have with guys that are being pursued by multiple teams, with the example being Adam Thielen, how much of the intel do you got to give up? Because Adam Thielen, understandably, in my opinion, would want to know, who are you going to draft? And then what is Scott Fitterer? What is what are the Carolina Panthers saying? Any of the decision makers, what are they telling Adam Thielen? Yeah, we're going to draft the best guy because you know what's happening with Kansas City. Yeah, I'm going to Pat Mahomes our quarterback. Do you want to possibly play with the greatest quarterback of all time when it's all said and done, or not? Okay, like that's pretty interesting conversation to have for Adam Thielen. But you at least know what decision you're making. If you decide to go play for Carolina. Maybe Scott Fitterer, maybe the decision makers are telling you what QB they plan to draft, but it could change according to this Adam Schefter report and also some other reports that we've heard initially, right? So you don't necessarily know what quarterback is going to be throwing you the football at this point in time, especially with a coveted receiver like Thielen, who is older, who might want to go ring chase, totally fine at this point in his career, who isn't the prime receiver that was going for over 1,200 yards a few years back, but still coveted out there. I just wonder... As far as the receiving position goes, does Carolina have any leverage over some of these other teams, especially if you can't give these guys huge money? They've been figuring out just how to pay some of these free agents, but free agents, but you can't give them big money. Yeah, that whole process is hard to figure out. Yeah, and so um, as we said, there's a lot of time left to figure this out, but I don't think there's a lot of time left as far as 
uh, to snatch up targets because I think with the free yeah. agency window open, guys are going to start making decisions soon. Uh, still, you don't know what the the Jets are going to do with Aaron Rodgers and what receivers might want to go there. And the guys we talked about that you may have to trade for when you talk about a guy like a DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Odell Beckham's of the world, and things of that nature. Who are they going to want to play with? Because that's the thing too. You run the risk of you bring in a Thielen or Chark or some of these guys, and they're going to want to know who they're playing with. And then you tell them, well, it's probably going to leak out. They're probably going to tell their agent. And the agent will more than likely put that information out. And so I think you get a lot of unknowns, which could hurt the Panthers. Fortunately, this isn't a free agent class that's full of uh, star-studded names, but that's also something that could uh, put off a free agent wide receiver as well because they're like, well, you know, they don't know what they're going to do yet. And so I don't know, you know, especially when you, if you're Adam Thielen and you go to a Kansas City, I know what I'm getting there. I know I'm going to the playoffs. I know I'm playing with Patrick Mahomes. They offer me a deal. Even Carolina may come with more money, but because of the uncertainty, that may influence some guys' decisions as well. Well, and that also, we just keep using Thielen as the example because they reportedly met, but also we could go with Odell Beckham Jr. There's a lot of people that don't even want him. And I think that's just because of the stigma that OBJ brings because of the time in New York, because of Cleveland, LA, whatever. And then the plane incident that happened after there were some reports about him possibly going to a team this past season, but Odell Beckham jr. He'll probably get to choose for the most part where he wants to go, depending on the market for sure. But Aaron Rodgers has him on the wish list to go over to the jets as much as I know we don't like Aaron Rodgers. I'm not a fan. You guys can't stand him. But as much as we understand that, mm-hmm. the Jets organization, man, they're going to have to give in to some of these demands from Aaron Rodgers because the best quarterback they've had has, I mean, you know, pick pick one, whoever you want to go to, Your right? Name. Yeah, whatever, right? So if Aaron Rodgers wants Odell Beckham Jr., still a good enough player, it's not like you're kicking and screaming, all right, I guess we'll sign him. You're going to be okay doing that. If Odell Beckham Jr. has the option of playing with a Jets team that has built their franchise pretty well, and then you have Aaron Rodgers as the QB, or Carolina, who also, by the way, has built their franchise this offseason very well, but you're catching passes from either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, Odell Beckham Jr. might choose the more established QB. Man, we're getting a little deep in here in the free agency, and the weapons you got right now, Hayden Hurst, you signed him, solid pickup but not a huge difference maker. And Miles Sanders, who has not had a whole lot of receptions the past three years. I think you can resurrect that from him, but it's not exactly like you have the greatest amount of weapons here. There's still some time, but we're getting pretty deep into free agency at this point. Yeah, I mean, there are still guys out on the market, but I think the thing that this free agency cycle is teaching us that the Panthers uh, are hard at work, and they are kind of pulling off some of the unexpected. Because I think the Miles Sanders was a move that not many people saw them making. Uh, they know behind the scenes that receivers a position they need to address. And I think sooner or later we're going to get some names popping out of the hat saying that they signed this guy and that guy. And I think they'll address it in the draft as well. Or they may pull off another trade because they do still have uh, a, a good amount of draft picks uh, at their disposal if they should want to go after someone. The highest one being that 39 overall pick in this one. Yeah. And that's the one I think we're all kind of watching. And, it, okay, Jerry Judy, can you get him? Can you get DeAndre Hopkins? Who are you going to go after? And then the longer you wait, the 
the bigger the possibility is that some of these wide receivers go to different teams. And Carolina still needs some wide receivers at this point. It's Wes and Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's go to the Milkshake Madness check-in. How are you doing over there, Fiddy? Last time we checked in, you were at about 50% completion with the Milkshake. I haven't seen any faces. I haven't looked at you a whole lot. Are you still in pain? Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's good. That's fine. That's good. You talk about rapid fire. Fitty gave us a rapid fire I'm piece trying, of analysis. I'm trying to be what Wes wants, baby. Rapid fire Marlowe <laughs> over here. <laughs> it's Wes and Walker with one more segment to go. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Back is the Weston Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, Garage Door Guru, text line 704-570-9610. We got some good videos up for you, including Josh Fiddy Marlowe taking down one of the worst shake combinations that you could think of, and also the new reel we dropped on if the Duke Blue Devils are uh, unbeatable in this tournament and on Michael Jordan and what's going to happen with the future of the Charlotte Hornets. So check those out, WFNZ and Weston Walker on Twitter and WFNZ on Instagram. All right. So NCAA check-in. We just had Michigan State. I took my first L of the day. They just finished off USC 72-62. to 62. And then we've got games in progress right now. Some upsets brewing. Kennesaw State up 10, up a 10-piece on three-seeded Xavier. Uh, UC Santa Barbara is battling with Baylor right now. They're up one at half. And St. Mary's VCU is uh, right now in the early stages, 12-11. St. Mary's uh, is ahead there. Some good games on the horizon. Don't forget NC State Creighton. At 4 o'clock, Pitt plays at 310. A lot of good matchups. Number one, Purdue at 650. Miami plays at 725. So all types of good stuff today. So uh, yesterday, YouTube TV, uh, on top of throwing in the caveat, I guess they tried to give you a little bit of sweet and a little bit of salty because they said, oh, yeah, we're going to raise your bill $8. uh, Oh, really? I I did not see that. Yeah, they actually have it on the home screen for you to see it. They're, oh, they're saying, that, hey, we're going to raise it because they said with the cost of uh, content now and things of that nature, we're going to go up eight bucks. on. Let me adjust accordingly. 99, it makes you wonder why you even cut the cord in the first place if this is where we're at as far as uh, prices go. That's that's a whole nother conversation if you want to talk about streaming, what you pay for, and once you add all the cost in with your wireless internet, and all that, you're paying just as much or more than you pay for cable when originally cord cutting was supposed to eliminate all that. 
Speaking of streaming, I feel like that was a stream of consciousness right yes, there. Yes, it was. And so <laughs> then we get from that, they throw in, oh, but here's a nice little gift for you. Uh-huh. You can watch four games at once on our NCAA coverage. Uh, I did enjoy that. You could have four games going at one time. And well, then you threw that in the chat almost like you were talking that talk. Like, we got the multi-view in here. <laughs> what y'all got? I'm yeah, living the yeah. life. I said, yeah, I said, we got that quad box. You know, we always got to find a reason to say something out of line to each other. So I said, you liked hey, guys. It? Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then whichever one you put the um, the border around, that's the one that you could hear. So, uh, but tonight, like I said, uh, my girlfriend's TV is like uh, it's like forty five, fifty, or something like that. So it was cool on there. But tonight, when I'm watching my sixty five, I think that's gonna be so uh, pretty lit. Yeah, I mean that that's where the bigger TV certainly helps yes. out when you go to the quad box view. I liked it. I liked the multi view. Yeah. I think for the, for me, it's a good foundation to go to, and then I'll pick what game I want to watch because I can't watch the multi-view too yeah. long. So are you also the, one of these multi-TV people? Yes. So you will ha- how many TVs will you have going two. in one room? So just but if two. I could have my way, I, the plan is eventually to have four. Yeah. I want to create a block, my own quad box with four different televisions. Well, I mean, that's what they have. I've only <laughs> – I think I've only seen the cubicles – at Queen City News, when I'll go on Charlotte Sports Live, uh-huh. but the cubicles will have the the basically a square of TVs, and there are four TVs within that square. Yeah. And I feel like that is that what you're kind of getting at as far as what you want to have in your own office at home, or yeah. do you want to have that in the living room? No, I want, well, not necessarily the living room, a man <laughs> cave type of deal uh, where you just have that down there, and you can go down there and watch everything uh, that you need to watch. Yeah. You need it these days. Well, especially in this line of business, 100%, yeah. if you want to watch at the same time because i only have the one tv and i've got my ipad so sometimes i'll check out games there but i'm just i'm flipping back and forth and that's one thing that youtube tv doesn't have that i wish they did i know you can just go with the arrow down and then you can pick recent history and so it takes a few more button pushes but i'll tell you what i do miss about cable right 100 percent. i am fully fully guilty of that that's the one thing I, I miss about cable, the back button to just flip through channels so easily, back and forth, back and forth. It was a beautiful thing. And yeah. now I don't have that. Yeah, man. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I can watch it for a while, but then I'll go to whatever the hot game is at the moment. Like, that's how I am. That's I can all- watch all four, but if a game's heating up, I'm going to go to that one. Uh, can we talk about Kennesaw State, an A-Sun team, possibly pulling off the upset against Xavier? I wanted to do it, man. I wanted to pull for the A-Sun and do that via picking them in my bracket, but I couldn't do it. But how about Queens, baby? We'll bring them up again. Queens upset Kennesaw State at the end of the season, and it looks like the Owls might be upsetting Xavier in a 14-3 matchup. This tournament, we always have the conversation annually, whether the first round of 64, whether the tournament in its entirety delivered. Delivering so far, especially if some of these upsets hold up that we're seeing today. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I mean, that's the thing I like. Now, I don't like a ton of upsets, but I do like a couple. I guess I'll more so say I like a couple of shockers. That's what I like. So what's your philosophy on a good... So I guess I'm with you. I think the Final Four is really set up nicely to maybe have one shocker of a team get there. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the other ones be your blue bloods, yeah. be the teams that are your favorites. It's why there's nothing wrong with the tournament. Yeah. There's really not. I'm I'm totally here for all of it. As long as they don't expand the field, maybe you could argue the first round, the play-in game stuff, right? Like, I, 
I would like to see some of these teams. A lot of those games end up pretty good, though. No, they. it's it's not about the quality of the game. It's just about not really feeling like you're in the tournament because yeah. you got to do the play-in. If you lose, it doesn't yeah, feel yeah. like you really won a tournament game, even though you will get credited for it. It doesn't have that same feeling. That's something that you could change, but it's why the NCAA tournament even if it's not like you see the best team win every single year, because single elimination tournament is really hard. Yeah. That's why you get so much variance. Yeah. You could win four straight games, lose in the final four, but have been the best regular season team all year, maybe be the best team in reality mm-hmm. and not win it. At, still, though, for me, like I'm still going with the NCAA tournament being pretty close to perfect as constructed right now. What's your cutoff point for Final Fours? Because for me, I can take a, I can take a Cinderella one. I can live with that. But then I want the other three to be no lower. I think four seed is my absolute cutoff. But I want you in that one to three range as far as the other teams. See, I'm okay. Well, and I think, too, you go back to last year. North Carolina is clearly a blue blood. And they got in there as an eight seed. I don't view Uh, this. Yeah, that's a little bit of a caveat. I can live with that. Right. We did this, too, when Kentucky got there and lost to Connecticut. Mm -hmm. I think that was that was an eight nine matchup in the championship, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Maybe seven seven, eight. eight. Yeah, because because UConn had a OT battle with St. Joe's in the first round and then ended up winning the championship. That was crazy. That run they went with Shabazz. So then when you have a UConn Kentucky matchup, but it's a seven eight battle. Blue Bloods that are in there, and UConn maybe close, whatever. I don't want to have that debate, yeah. but multiple championships, right? So it doesn't necessarily feel like a real eight seed, quote unquote. You know, so I'm I'm cool with it. Like I, I am totally fine with really whatever seed gets in there. I do, I guess, want some kind of mix of the best teams in the country holding true and getting there to the final four. And then maybe on the other side of the bracket, having the George Mason or the VCU or the Butler. I, I like having a good mix. Uh, don't look now, Walker, though, but uh, Kennesaw State, they are making All right. a run. Knock uh, on talking wood. about Xavier. I'm sorry. I'm Listen, sorry. I need Xavier. I've already taken an L today, so I need Xavier to bounce back. There, <laughs> well, there's a cloud in front of that A-Sun right now. I know there is, and it's me, <laughs> and I brought it. Is the Matt curse contagious? Because I feel like I just did that with Kennesaw State. As soon as I was hyping the A-Sun up, I feel like it just infiltrated the midday hour yeah, instead of just staying up there in the morning. He makes this free throw. We're talking a two-point ball game. And <laughs> Uncle Mo, so quick. Uncle Mo, has, <laughs> Uncle Mo has come home and put his feet on the couch for Xavier. I, the TVs are to my back, so I can't really watch it at all without <laughs> turning my head. I said all of that, looked forward for about three minutes, and now they're about to take the lead. I really, I'm really sorry, Owls. I'm really sorry about that. All right, so really quick, uh, turning the page, though, continue on with our discussion uh, about the Panthers, and we're talking about Deontay Foreman and the situation in Chicago. Uh, what do you think about that, the fact that he just signed for one year's $3 million. I know that, you know, like I said, you like to pay running backs hourly. But, and you um, like to bring that up hourly. Yes. So for him to sign a one-year, three million contract, what's your take on that as far as how the situation with the Panthers went down? Were the Panthers doing some capping? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, three three million dollars is not that much. And if you really wanted Deontay Foreman back, you could have made it happen. 
The only thing that would change that is if Deontay felt some type of way about the Miles Sanders deal and decided, even with a same contract, that he might go somewhere else. Because in Chicago, you don't have David Montgomery anymore. Yeah, he's gone. So I don't I don't know if I'm missing he has the a running. chance to get a lot of care. They, they do have Khalil Herbert there. Yes. And Khalil Herbert looked fantastic when he got snaps last year. I know he got time, hurt a yeah. little bit, but I thought he was very good. And some of the injuries held him back. But remember, that's also a worse offensive line as it stands now. Chicago has the ability to make that better. But even in free agency, they spent a lot of their money on a couple of different linebackers. And then the other big trade they make, of course, is with Carolina. I'm trying to think if they've made any. Well, they signed Travis Homer as well. So their three backs are Foreman, Herbert, Travis Homer. And according to a depth chart that I'm looking at right now, they have Foreman uh, penciled in as a starter at this point. Yeah, I, that's still going to be a split backfield, in my opinion. I mean, he's a Chicago running back to me if, if, if I've ever seen one. Big power back to running that cold weather. I think he fits perfect. Yeah, I mean, Forte was a little bit different than that. Forte could do it all, but you're right. Like, yeah. if you want to be a physical running team, then Deontay Foreman is a good back to have a part of that room. Yeah. Carolina kind of wants to be that, right? We, we want to open up the playbook as far as throwing downfield, but Deontay Foreman fit really well, at least under Steve Wilkes. And Wes, I wonder how much that changes things because Steve Wilkes embodied that identity way better than Matt Rule did. Even though Matt Rule said a lot of the same things, Steve Wilkes actually made it happen with the same offensive coordinator. So it was proven that it could be done. You could go into more of a physical running style while also having some of the play action pass play off of that. But then when Steve Wilkes steps in, you hand the ball off a lot more to mm -hmm. Deontay Foreman. He gets going after the trade with CMC. And then now he's only going for $3 million. I mean, Wes, there was a lot of publications out there, PFF, ESPN. They were saying Deontay Foreman was one of the more underrated running back free agents out there. And now he's only signing for three mil on one year with Chicago. Now, also something that I thought was interesting for us to bring up. Now, we know the Panthers. We've heard all about the quarterback situation. We know they're going to address that. But now when you look at the landscape of the NFC, and let's just put it in terms of if you are indeed able to draft a guy who ends up being a, uh, maybe not transcendent, but ends up being a, a, a really great prospect, entering himself into the realm of conversation of if he is a top 10 quarterback or not. And you think about it from this angle. Do the Panthers have a chance to have the guy in the NFC? Because let me run down the quarterbacks to you uh, right now currently in the NFC, you have Dak Prescott, uh, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Sam Howell in the NFC East. You have Desmond Ritter, as it stands right now, Andy Dalton, which is soon to change, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield in the NFC South, Kyla Murray, Matt Stafford, Brock Purdy, Geno Smith in the NFC West. That's probably the best quartet of quarterbacks uh, that I've said so far. And then in the NFC North, Justin Fields, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, as opposed to the studs that are out there in the AFC. Mm -hmm. uh, when you talk about the Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, so many guys out there that look to be the next in line or already uh, that deal. And, and what do you think about that? Let's put it in the context of the Panthers. And if they are able to draft a guy that becomes uh, in the echelon with some of the best quarterbacks in the league, could this propel the Panthers to an NFC contender over the next couple of years if the quarterback yeah, hits 100%. off those names I just gave you. Th this is why you take advantage of this moment. And maybe you could view this in two different ways. One, 
look, not to bring up the Derek Carr thing again, but Derek Carr is one of the better quarterbacks here. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. The NFC, we can all agree, it is very weak at quarterback. So Derek Carr, yes, he is one of the better quarterbacks. I, I mean, Gag. there's an argument. He's the third, fourth best quarterback <laughs> in the NFC. Uh, yeah, Fiddy, real quickly, just to check in. Are, are you okay? Like how? <laughs> I, uh, that I, was close. That was a close. I've got less than a quarter of this thing to go. I'm asking for permission to stop eating this. All right, we'll check it out. Well, you're so close. Keep going. No, well, it's, well, <laughs> you, you've been watching me completely jinx Kennesaw State, and I've been watching Finney yeah, almost throw up a couple times. Too. I can't believe I did that. in almost six minutes. Yeah, G- Garrett, Garrett tweeted at me and said, please stop talking, and then showed me a bracket with Kennesaw State moving on. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll try to reverse it. You know what? Can we talk about Xavier winning this? I mean, Xavier has been amazing. They look great. Great in this little run they've gone on. Shout out to Xavier. They're going to win this thing. So hopefully I can reverse that. So they literally just missed the layup. Kennesaw State went down and drew a foul. So this is this is working in live action right here, folks. I don't know what to do with this power, to be honest with you. Do I use it for brackets or do I use it, use it for the good of humanity? I don't you know, know what to do with this. You know, you what, you know what Uncle Ben told Spider-Man? Um, with great, great power, power comes great responsibility. Yeah. So don't... <laughs> Don't I thought you it. were going to finish it, too. With great power. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's riveting. I like it a little bit better than the comment you had towards Flounder. Why don't you do anything in your life? <laughs> I felt really bad about that. I, I, like, I like that. I like that comment a little bit more. Back to the NFC quarterback conversation just real quickly. It's why I didn't want to take that route where, yes, Derek Carr is one of the better QBs here. You could argue third, fourth, fifth. There's some dissection there that you could have, but whatever. Like, that's fine. I think this is an opportunity to pounce to draft a top quarterback that could be better than all of these guys, and you have them on a rookie scale deal, and it might not be as hard to have the best QB in the conference given just how weak that position is right now. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Then Is he the benchmark now? I was going to ask you that. I think right now at this point, I think you have to put him as a top dog. I think after last year, yes. As certainly with future outlook. Yeah. There's nobody that competes with Jalen Hurts right now when it comes to future outlook. I don't think there's any question there. I like Dak Prescott more than most. I'm putting, it, again, some of this is the NFC just being weak, but Dak Prescott is up there. Derek Carr is up there. Kirk Cousins is up there. You know, Kyle, Gino after the year he had. Golf. Stafford is a lot health-based because Stafford was very good in his Super Bowl he run. He was awful last year, even when he did play. I know the offensive line has some issues, but he was still awful. All right, people are telling me to stop. People are telling me to and stop My boy Purdy's on the come-up now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Purdy is there. Purdy is there, too. I mean, anyways, this is the time for Carolina to draft the young QB. That could be the best in just a couple of years where we're talking about him, maybe in the way that we are with Jalen Hurts. But you know what we wouldn't be talking about? It'd be if they did not select a QB, if they did not take one in the first round. And that's why I didn't want to go after one of these veteran QBs that are at best, what, 13, 12, 11, and nothing like that. I wanted to take your shot at the young QB now. All right, well, let's go over to Fiddy, though, and see if he can uh, have enough to muster his last flash of the day. Begging for mercy in the last fitty flash of the day. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You don't have anything. I don't got nothing. Uh, Anytime you say, I'm going to be honest with you, I know the next sentence is, I don't have anything. Well, guys, I got to tell you, (laughs) I've got absolutely nothing. Okay. (laughs) Your broadcast Oh, okay. Hornets in action back tonight. Mm -hmm. The day after 
the report about a potential sale coming. What do you expect to see tonight from the Bugs as they take on Joel Embiid in Philadelphia? I don't think an AL. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the story is going to affect them. But Philadelphia, they're playing for playoff positioning. Joel Embiid is playing for an MVP right now in a very tight race. It's going to be really tough for Charlotte to pull off a victory. All right. Well, when we return, we're going to close this thing down. What's on tap? The week that was, all that stuff. You sound on. excited. You sound like ex- exuberant about us closing the it. The Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio, ninety-two-seven WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's been an interesting show. I sounded like Matt Rule for a segment talking about Michael Jordan. Wes was enthused the last segment. Fitty's almost thrown up on air three times. And I found out that I have powers over who wins in the NCAA tournament I didn't realize before. I'm just reporting the facts right now. No influence. Kennesaw State up on Xavier right now. 65-64. And as I said that... (laughs) Xavier hit a three. It is getting a little weird. Xavier is now up 67 to 65 with one minute and 30 seconds left. Kennesaw State has the ball. We will keep you updated on that game. Plus, St. Mary's VCU also in action. St. Mary's up on VCU 28 to 25. That is a 5-12 matchup. VCU the 12 seed, of course. And then Baylor, I'm trying to look at the score. Baylor is up 46-41 on Santa Barbara with 15-48 left to go in the second half. Fitty called Santa Barbara the Grouchos, not the Gauchos. Oh, what a play. But I do like the Grouchos a little bit better. And Wes is reacting to, (laughs) I'm guessing, Xavier stuff that's going on. Yeah, he ran a nice play where he uh, ran a screen and the guy had the ball on the right elbow and he threw it down to the guy. He was wide open and missed the layup. All right, so before we go and play some of the highlights on the week that was, that really is the two, three weeks that were because we have not gone to the segment in some time. Plenty of content. I did want to go to the update on you, Fiddy. So we're we're done with this milkshake then, right? Like you're just, you're tapping out. You can't do it anymore. We saw a picture it looked like it turned from very black, like oily black, to yellow. It, I think the mint started to settle in with the pineapple. It turned into a yellow milkshake at the very end. I think it's okay if you stop. Wes was wanting you to finish the whole thing. Colin came into the studio. He clowned you, said, I've never seen somebody get swagger jacked by a milkshake before. Like, I'm, I'm telling you it's okay, but everybody else is starting to clown you. Kyle Bailey called you a crybaby. That's fine. How are you feeling about you know, all this? You know, as, as long as you haven't lost, as long as my opinion in your eyes isn't any lower than it was this morning, that's all that matters to me, Slim. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're a real one. Okay. Thank you for calling me a real one. All right. The floor is yours, Fiddy. After drinking the milkshake, you have authority over the segment the week that was. What are the highlights that we have on deck as we look back at some of the funnier moments that have taken place in the last three weeks? 
Or are you still pulling some of the sound and trying to get to you? All right, well, there we no, go, I, was, I was having some issues because our machine was just being a little bit slow. All right, so we got almost three weeks worth of highlights to go back to. We go back to, I think, the last Friday show in February where Walker had an impromptu impersonation of current Hornets GM, Mitch Kupchak. Can we do Mitch Kupchak impressions? I, that's so do you have hard. a good one? I, I'm going to try. You guys can be the judge, okay? Well, you know, Victor got back down in the French League, and, you know, Scoot can Scoot. His first name is Scoot for a reason. I, I like scooters. Um, <laughs> scooters are fun. They're they're not as fun as skateboards. I, I scraped my knee on a skateboard one time, and I, I never looked back. So uh, maybe, maybe, maybe this kid out of Alabama probably not going to get him. So uh, I don't know. You know, we'll have to see. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was <laughs> is that what Mitch Kupchak is going to do? That was because great. He, thank you. I like scooters. That's my favorite part of that impression. I like scooters. Wes giving me the title of saying that is a good impression. That that made me feel very good. Damn, that's what's up. I'm glad it did. I don't think I heard anything you just said. You are so. Are you far. okay? I'm right here. I don't dying? know how you didn't hear it. because because you're talking. You're talking. Yeah, that's right. I'm I sure. think it was good. I appreciate the compliment. That's where we're at. Wes is ready to get to the weekend and watch some basketball. No, I'm good. Right. <laughs> what else do you got for us, Fiddy? What are some of the other highlights? We now go to the second option. <laughs> <laughs> we now go to Wes where another impromptu discussion during the show. Batman got brought up like it always does. And Wes said it would be an honor to wear the cape. And then you asked him to talk like Batman. And here's what Wes Batman Bryant sounds like. The loser has to borrow Mark from Gastonia's Batman suit and introduce yourself as Batman to everyone in the building. And <laughs> the show dresses Batman. All right. No, I actually kind of like the last one. That's the most embarrassing. Wearing the Batman suit and said, hi, I'm Batman. Oh, no. But see, <laughs> me, me and Wes could do the Batman voice. Yeah. I'm Batman. And I would enjoy that. How would... <laughs> <laughs> no, you. I can't. I have at least five instances where I might be a loser that you can't call me a loser anymore. If you guys are saying I want to wear the Batman suit and I want to introduce myself to people as Batman, to you be able you to don the cape and the cow is a pleasure. Can you tell me what you would say if you were dressed up as Batman? How would you react? Everybody walking into the door, they see you right there as soon as they walk in. What are they hearing from Wes Bryant, a.k.a. Batman? I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> oh, this is when we were determining right. the punishment for what I had to do today. That's right. That's right. And then he said hockey pads. I thought he said shoulder pads later on. I went back to that reference. And that's all he provided. It was a very limited edition of the impression, but he still gave that impression. Which one was better, Wes's Batman or my Mitch Kupchak? Uh, I think Wes's Batman because he got the ah, quote damn. down right. Yeah, that's true. Let's I gotta go. give it to you. I, I go with you as Mitch. Okay. Wow. Well, you've beat me on the impressions. So criticism. I like that. Yeah, that's very good. We're all very self-aware here. By the way, Brian texted in. He said that we need one more Xavier praise before I go with all this power. So go Xavier. They're going to play excellent defense on this offensive possession for Kennesaw <laughs> State. Go Musketeers. All right, Fetty, what's your last one? Oh, I got three more. We got oh, a lot. Sweet. Yeah, we got to go. Rapid, rapid fire. fire. Well, oh, man. Oh, I'm going to try to do it. All right, so we go back. Rapid, to, we go back last week to fire or fizzle. We were doing Rocky, and when talking about Rocky Five, Wes got a little carried away. Rocky Five, it's one of those bad movies, but you love it because it's part of uh, the storied history of Rocky. Rocky had to go back to the hood. Paulie signed over his damn pal of attorney. Rocky was broke, man. 
that, that movie will make you want to cry to think about all that Rocky had, and he had to move out because of his damn wife's brother. I give that man all the credit in the world for not killing him because I would have took him out in the backyard and beat those ribs up Ooh. like I was about to put them on the grill. That's a great line. That man would have been. Amazing. That man would have had crack ribs and all types of crack stuff for signing over my pal of turn. This is top of the dome, by the way, with the ribs grill reference. Incredible. <laughs> it was. When Wes is doing fire or fizzle, he goes into a different mode, man. I mean, the fluidity that you come with with some of these analogies, too. Fire fizzle <laughs> really is. That 15 minutes that we have that segment, that is Wes Bryant is at his absolute best. I appreciate that, Just man. telling I'm you. I, I, somebody hit me up on, on Twitter saying how that reference about the ribs made them yeah, laugh. because it was hilarious. All right, Rapido. All right, other. <laughs> we go back to last Friday's show, which was just all chaos. It was. Really around a certain man's bracket and a certain man, uh, I guess... Came into the studio oh, and yelled yes. about his bracket. Yes, but yes. But here's the problem. We have a homework assignment without a name. And that homework assignment is perfect. What? So we have an <laughs> ACC tournament bracket that has been filled out. And everybody else has a name. I wrote my name on it. Now Willie P is trying to point to him. I don't see a name. Shroppy, nah. he wrote his name on it. We have... That handwriting's too sloppy for it to be a palacha. We have Flounder who wrote his name. Fitty... Colin, we have a lot of people who wrote their names on it. Now, here's the thing. When I was in school and you didn't write your name on your homework assignment, it did not count. What? You got a zero. The question Hell. is, Will, Willie is claiming, Willie is I claiming. I put the big D on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please save that soundbite for Willie P? <laughs> oh, Willie P saying, I put the big D oh my God. on the bracket. How do you not love that guy? It is glorious. That soundbite is amazing. Walker, you do have power. I know I do. You called that last possession to a T. Maybe yeah. I played. Blended defense. I did. Right yeah, it looked like there was going to be a free layup for Kennesaw State. So let's go to the convenience store after the show and purchase a couple of lottery tickets. And I want you to just yell out random numbers. All right, last one, or should we just end it there? Do we oh, have no, one we're more? We're going to do it. I pulled right, it. Go ahead, play play the last soundbite. Go ahead. All right, you got into a discussion this week about DJ Moore, and someone questioned if you were emotionally attached to the former Panthers wide <laughs> receiver. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred four said Walker's too emotional, attached to players. DJ was not a difference maker. Numbers don't mean anything. If if you can't score touchdowns. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm going after the QBs. It's not like I'm so emotionally attached to DJ Moore. You know what I'm emotionally attached to? Me. Getting the... <laughs> it's so quick. It's a great, it's a great plug. <laughs> I'm emotionally attached to getting this number one quarterback everything right so he can be successful in the league. That's all I got. It was so quick, and we will end on that. I love you, Fitty, and I love you for eating the milkshake madness. That'll do it for Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. The Kyle Bailey Show, coming up next. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.